PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. our listeners in the UK. Happy Boxing Day. This is episode 468 of Cinema Crespity. So I'm Chris Crespo. How's it going, Drew Zagagwe? It's going. I just launched into that shit. I forgot to do check one, two, check one, two. Okay, we're good. Fuck it. That's what I'm saying. Fuck it. We'll do it semi-live to tape. I mean, ish. Yeah, live live to tape is when you record as if you're like live, uh, but you're not there. You're just recording. So like the SNL rehearsal. Uh-huh. That they do before the quote live show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, any of your um, late night talk shows that they record at five p.m. Oh yeah. Yep. Those are all. And the way they do it is, you know, it's like if the show takes an hour on TV, it takes an hour to record because it's like, and then we right, right back after these commercials, and, they just and then they stop down for two yeah. minutes yeah. and just chill, and hang out, and <laughs> yeah. go and commercials are up and I'll start again. It's pretty, it's pretty smart because it, it, they build in like a it's built in breaks where you can like okay that's. I did good. I also find five <laughs> minutes to relax. You need a water, a touch of the makeup. It's very smart. Anyway, I only do it this way because it's, I don't know any other way to do it. And you're lazy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's do, okay. No, it's I've done. I've tried doing more produced stuff. With my other PFT media shows I produce, I've done much more produced programs. I'm fine with doing them. I think people prefer this version, at least when it comes to podcasting. If you say so. And when it comes to non-video podcasting. I don't know. I don't watch or listen to podcasts. You have preference in neither, is what you're saying. Correct. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. If you're wondering why we're stalling at the top of the show, it might be because we have a, a week news section in the second <laughs> half. And I mean, need to fill up the first half of extra Oh, man, so, so first half Chris is, is picking up slack for second half Chris? That's That happens sometimes. <laughs> Pre-show Chris doesn't give a fuck about none of it. He just wants to get high and have fun. But then first half Chris is all business. <laughs> And then second half, Chris is like, "What's this mess? I got to clean up now that I've been left with." So what you're saying garbage. is, so what you're saying is, our podcast is a mullet. Our podcast is a mullet because yeah, the first half is all the business, but the it's second business up front half, and it's a mess in the back. It is a mess in the back. It's more of a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> It was the choppy thing in the back that they remember? That, remember that, that? spike stuff. Remember yeah. that, that we lived through in the 2000s? Yeah. God, that was a horrible time. Actually, we have a decent amount of movie stuff to talk about up front, so maybe it'll be a more loaded first half. Uh, let's talk about The Matrix Resurrection. Okay. Which we saw in theaters. Yes. Not that many people did, apparently. Only $12 million worth. For, I think, a five-day, because it came out on Wednesday. Uh, That's not a lot at all. That sucks. That's very bad. Considering how how the first one was a sleeper hit and then the second one like broke records for R-rated movies opening weekends and box office uh, until Passion of the Christ no um, even the third one, which uh, didn't make as much because, you know, the second one let some people down because it wasn't what they were expecting. That still made a ton of money. I have a feeling this has a lot to do with the fact that it's on HBO Max right now. I, and I, I believe so, I, too. I, I could have watched it a day and a half before I actually did. Yes, we waited. We were technically waiting. It was, like, available to watch, and we were doing our due diligence as theater goers using our Regal passes mm-hmm. to uh, wait to see it in theater. Uh-huh. Um, yes, Drew, 
you're right. I saw on via Crespo Hundo tallying that people do, which I, I love, uh, in the Facebook group, like right away, three or four people were like, Matrix Resurrection. People were jumping on it immediately. Immediately. Uh, and I'm like, damn, that's just money. Money that the that's not going to the theaters. That's not going to the Wachowski. Wachowskis. Wachowski. The Wachowski. There's only one this time. Is that Lana or Lily? Ooh, I should look at that. Oh, one of them was like, I want to go back. And it's, it's I have an El idea. Wachowski. Hey, yeah, one. Hey, El Wachowski. <laughs> El Wachowski was like, I have an idea. I want to go back. And the other El Wachowski was like, I'm done with the Matrix. I want to move forward. Which is fine. Yeah, it is fine. And oh, is that Lana? Lily. I think Lily is the one who's working on some sort of Apple show. They're both working now. Yeah. They're both working. It's just well, the first they're, time in their career they're working separately. They're both separate. very talented and creative people. So. I mean, they came up with the fucking Matrix. That's what I'm saying. The Matrix, was their, <laughs> the Matrix was their second movie, which is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And it was only their second movie because Warner Brothers was like... They didn't... We don't, we don't trust you. Yeah. You wouldn't, what, this idea you have is crazy. We don't think you can make it. Prove that you can even make a movie. <laughs> and then they're like, here's, here's like $5 million, and they made Bound. And then Warner Brothers was like, okay. You can make a fucking movie because <laughs> this shit is good. Bound is really good, um, and the Matrix is awesome. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved it. Matrix Reloaded, very divided audience. People, some people really don't like it. Uh, Steve Etchy, co-founder of PFT Media, he, he is like those movies are so terribly written. He hates the sequel <laughs> so much. It's so funny. Um, they are what they are. They they engendered that response though for some reason. People, I guess, because this first one was so well liked. I never didn't like it. It's just. The first one was so different yeah. and stylistic and inspired. Like it, it, it did what the Matrix was supposed to do. Yes, it blew everyone's mind mm-hmm. just completely. Mm-hmm. And you, how the fuck do you follow that up? By the time, yes, and then by the time the how? sequel, by the time the sequel comes around, the aesthetic that has been that was revolutionized has now been saturated completely because it became like a whole thing all of a sudden the world was like early 2000s was the matrix it was so weird it was weird people People loved it so much vinyl oh my god everything was vinyl everything was house music the underworld movies were like what if we just added vampires yeah. Uh, right? The uh, and Kate Beckinsale. I'm okay with that, too. I'll watch that. Yeah. I, I've watched them all. Yeah. Beer, <laughs> beer commercials had bullet time in them. Yeah. It, it, it became ubiquitous, the language of the Matrix. So then the movie comes out, and they're like, well, what if we push it narratively in a different direction that people aren't expecting? Let's revolutionize the idea of the chosen one, yeah. and let's take that story arc and throw it on its fucking head. I will, I will watch Digital Jesus. Digital Jesus. <laughs> but well, like, but precisely digital Jesus, because how do you have a digital Jesus? You have to write that code. Digital Jesus is planned. Jesus is a plan, right? And then it's used to placate the masses. We got religion. No. So it's a very heady movie uh, that at the time people were like, no. Nah, but I love I want that. Kung, I want the Kung Fu. That, that's why I love some of the Wachowskis movies the most. I mean, yeah. Cloud Atlas is like all of that to like the the, the paramount. It is yes. like the mountaintop of them just being completely full of themselves with philosophy <laughs> yeah. and fucking time travel <laughs> yeah. and all of this weird, wacky bullshit. But I, I watched it. I was like, this is awesome. I get, I get it. Yeah, this like, is awesome. I'm with you guys. The only time I wasn't fully with the Wachowskis is Jupiter Ascending, in which I'm like, I know what you're no, what I you want to do. I I got it, but at the same time, I, I like, like it. 
it wasn't for like, whatever. It's like fine. I, I want it's, it's a it's a painful thing when you want to like yeah. something and you're like, mm, oh, yeah. It's like when you get like um, it's like I'll rewatch the movie well except for that scene and that scene and this 15 minutes and that and then yeah. it's like fuck, I'm not rewatching this movie, am I? Yeah, am I? No, <laughs> I'm watching. I'm going back to just watch a trailer and be happy. I'm with just it. gonna watch Speed Racer instead. So like all that being said, I got I have to say I when the, when the sequels came out, I liked them. Uh, just because, I mean, I fucking just like movies. So I liked them. I wasn't going to be all like, oh, fuck these movies. I like them. And then uh, as the years have gone on, I've rewatched them. And I read more about them and understood more. And, you know, they are the type of movies where people are like, they fucking. Uh, again, it's the the subtext becomes text. The, philosoph- the philosophical, philosophical, the philosophical bullshit <laughs> of these yeah. movies um, inspires like real thought and, and essays and, you know, all this, all this cool fun shit. Rabbit holes that you can go down to if you want to. So the, the Matrix movies has them, and I like them. So when this movie is coming out, I'm like, okay, I'm on board. I'm looking forward to it. What the fuck can it be? What are they gonna do? Here is our spoiler-free review, Drew. What did you What did you think of this movie? I mean, I I I for parts of it, I appreciate it for what it is. Okay, uh, okay. it was it was fun. Revisiting these characters yeah. in an old age, in a different age, with a different mindset. What's what's the line? Something about nostalgia is in times of anxiety. Exactly. Nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I get what they're what they're doing, but once again, I think I think this time maybe they underestimated the this, audience. This time there is only one Wachowski. Because well, it, it is it is it is very fucking like some of these <laughs> messages are just like smashing you in the face with a sledgehammer. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I get it and I appreciate it. And they're they're actual they're right on the points that they're making. Yes. But maybe But I didn't need to see it that way. They're they're making the points super hard. I didn't I didn't I didn't I, I I appreciate it for what it is. I didn't necessarily whichever Wachowski is, Little Atlanta. Yeah, they are saying they're screaming they're in sc- our face. Oh my the... god, are they screaming? They're, yeah, it's like not, not not just screaming at my face, but I also have them amplified with headphones or something. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one of those type of things. That's fair. So, um, but I, I still enjoyed it for what it was. It's not it, mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. if you're going for this movie, if you're going into this movie looking for the next Matrix action movie, you are going to be very disappointed. Yeah, because while if, there is the action is there, that is not the central if, point of the if film. If you are going into this movie looking for more of the philosophical or the emotional or the whatever, if you're looking the for the world building of the Matrix, that part of it, then I think you'll be a lot happier. Yeah, if you're, but in, it's, yeah. it's it's not. This is yeah. definitely not everybody's matrix. I think that's 100 percent fair. I think that's a great read in that. Yes, if you're going to this as like, ooh, I like the kung fu fun highway chase aspect of the matrix. That you're not getting, you're gonna get some. I mean, of that. you will, but you're not gonna be happy. Not a spoiler. <laughs> not a spoiler. But Drew, I I even noticed this until I read about it online afterwards in a tweet. Drew, did you notice that at no point in the movie does Neo or or, or Trinity hold a gun? They never hold guns in this movie. I'm, okay, There's sure, gu- that's there, fine. There are guns in the movie. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Plenty of guns in this yeah, movie. Yeah. But all right, but they're not the same heroes. Our heroes no. that storm that building and, oh, and with the bags of weapons. What do we need? Guns, lots of them. Yeah, they're different. Yeah, it's so fascinating. It's they're older. They're older, and they're made in a world in which school shootings happen every other week. Is it so cool now to have people black clad in black being like, just you know, yeah. 
just like fucking doing flips off of fucking posts yeah. and mowing guys down. Yeah, again, it's not to say there's not action in the movie, and that and it's, it's not definitely rated R. These motherfuckers. I mean, That's granted, they're digital, but there, there's a lot of fucking digital blood in this movie. People get fucking tore up. <laughs> People get tore like, up in this straight movie. up. Uh, but and I was like, oh yeah, Matrix is rated R. They're all rated fucking <laughs> R, which is awesome. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Which is awesome, but yeah, it's <laughs> you're not gonna get that Matrix. You're no. gonna get a Matrix, and it's like you're getting an older grown up Matrix. Older grown up, which is like, oh, let's take all the things that we've been obsessed about for the last 20 years and, and now compile them. Uh, 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 so you got Cloud Atlas, like the souls of different people in the same body, that that type of thing, yeah. engendering um, generations of... I said engender twice down this episode. Yeah. And I'm saying, <laughs> in the back of my brain. Our brains are weird. Um, doing the same, like, sort of... We've been inspired by the past to, re- to have a revolution now, you know, mm-hmm. Um because it's like you know, it's years after the of the events of the Matrix and all that. We're following new characters, yeah. but then a different world in a different world, but the same world, right? <laughs> yeah. So I saw a, who is who is this guy? The guy who um, he wrote what did he write? Stuart on damn it, I'm blowing all this. There's this writer. We've seen things that he's written and worked on and stuff. He, he uh, his tweets are good. He's a good uh, Twitter follow. His tweet about this movie was that uh, The Matrix Resurrections is a remake, a reboot, a sequel, and a critique of like all uh, of I mean, the yeah. Matrix and all franchises yeah. of nostalgia. And that's what makes it amazing, but also what makes it like not as good as it could be. Because I think it's trying to just do a little too much. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. 100%. Like it's doing a lot of stuff. It is. We're doing, we're retreading the same story, but, unfortunately, we're it, but we're doing it differently. You know? I mean, and some of it almost feels like pandering. Yes. Um, one thing that I did just straight up did not like so <laughs> much that I as you threw a pen across the room, across. my headphones <laughs> are off my head. Fell off. Wow, this is the most emotional I've seen Chris in quite a while. This is why. <laughs> this is why we need to do a video. <laughs> this is why it has to be on video. Now my hair is all my face, and, and, I, and this is also why I have a mug of pens. <laughs> so, you, so you were saying? Here we go. G- <laughs> I got I got a G two ten. Okay, here we go. Uh, all the all of the flashbacks, mm-hmm. not the flashback, or the cuts. You know, any yeah. any time they showed visually reminder. Yes, when they did it the first time, I was like, okay. When they did it the twentieth time, I was like, come okay. on, guys, yeah. come on, like we said, don't need it. It's, it's that sledgehammer as opposed yeah, to a regular it, hammer. Which is when you when you mentioned that earlier, that's what I went to immediately. The, all the flashbacks of the yeah. first Matrix movie. Where I'm like, we don't need this. You're 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 going back too hard on that. I'm in a smarter way. than this. We're smarter than this. Yeah, thank you. We I saw Sense Eight. <laughs> Come on, I followed along. We're good with that. Your crazy sex soap opera. Your world's I mean, sex I soap mean, opera. It, it took me a, some of those episodes. Took me a couple watches, which was kind of uncomfortable, depending on the episode. <laughs> but I I still got it. I mean, it's per, per, per I, person. For you, uncomfortable. Other people, only, the only uncomfort they had was in their pants. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, because it's all perspective. Yeah. That's a big point of the Wachowski's filmography and, and identity and transcending identity. And the Matrix Resurrections, and, for and, sure, and, gets and, into and that. Transcendental mind orgies. Oh, my God. Those are the best orgies. <laughs> those are the best orgies. That orgy goes on for so long. I think the Matrix Resur- uh, what that's, that's reloaded. The Matrix Reloaded Underground Orgy would, instead of being, <laughs> like, sort of kind of looked down upon, it's like, that's when a lot of people get lost, like, lose the thread. Um, I think it would be more well received if they went there. 
Because when you go back, <laughs> if you go back and watch it, it's a lot of just dancing and writhing. People are mostly clothed. You see some nipples, but it's like it's not yeah. it's not that sexy. It should have been like people fucking like straight up like weird Matrix. It should have been like yes, eyes <laughs> wide shut, people fucking underground, and then keep and then you keep cutting back and forth to Neo and Trinity. Then they're having their own intimate one-on-one personal like we're making love you know like these people are making love and then the this orgy's happening they're just fucking so they're fucking so hard the machines will hear them <laughs> this whole idea yeah. but since it's just them dancing and like oh because they're afraid not afraid but it's a wider audience even though it's r-rated uh you know what i'm saying it would be better if <laughs> i just want to see this, i just want to see some penetration in movies that's all a little bit more penetration can we get some penny can we get some penny in some films a little bit of trace. So Chris, Chris is just looking for more actual, like hardcore pornography I'm just, storytelling. I'm just saying. So, wh- so stop. you, you, you want to make like a five million dollar porn film? In the back of my mind, for a while, I've been wondering about how come. <laughs> like, would it be worthwhile? Follow me on this one. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. <laughs> would it be worthwhile to put in a budget to make a? What would be a low budget film, but what would be a big budget, budget porn? <laughs> you write it; it's quote well written. You do your it, best. It, it, Just do your best. It's, it's really all about the cinematography, dude. You get the right cinematographer. You get the right cinematographer. You make it look amazing. You get some good. You get some good. You get a. a imagine mixing. <laughs> imagine mixing. Porn actors, pornographic film actors with an intimacy coach. <laughs> with a Hollywood intimacy coach. I mean... Let's combine these I be- two. I, I, I bet you it would be fucking convincing as hell and and might spurn its all... Uh, a whole uh, entire new genre in- yeah, of, of like... Porn? Man, would it be porn? <laughs> of mainstream porn. Of like porn people would go see... It. We, we could bring back the porn theater. porn. Not necessarily the porno theater, but the idea of people going to the theater to, to see, watch penetration. To see an adult film where it's, and then you have to have people be like, don't you be jacking off now. This is not for jacking <laughs> off. This is for you to watch, spank, bank it, go home, jack off later. Or or buy it on DVD, jack off at home. Yeah, the whole home video. We bring back the, we bring back the value of the home video market. I mean, it's piracy. A, piracy ruins I that. I mean, it's an idea. Piracy ruins that. I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Um, I think you're just a good enough writer. Just, I am. Just, I am just, <laughs> Drew, that's the nicest thing you've ever said. I am, thank you, just good enough to write bad porn. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you so much. No, but, but bad, really expensive porn. Really expensive porn. Like $2 million. <laughs> like, damn, $2 million. It's good for porn. It's bad for everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no people. I mean... It's all about the tits. I mean, <laughs> and then I'm the big fat director. I got the shirt like this. With extra, extra shirt open. Extra button. You really need I, one. Then I need the chains. Once you see with the chains, that's how you know I got into the industry. I got the chains. <laughs> I got the gold chains. And Chris has a single got, gold chain. You know what gla- happened. I got my glasses. You, my you new got glasses. everything with the chains. And then I'm like, she needs big fucking tits. <laughs> Who's this guy? Does he have big fucking tits? Get him in the fucking, get him in the scene. Get him in the scene. Here we go. Someone pat my pat down on my forehead. I have a girl just to pat down my forehead no. with, the, with the handkerchief. Here we go. We're recording. We're doing good. Um, Matrix Resurrections is a fun movie. It, I think it's interesting. It's fine. I, I like it. I like it. I, I like it a lot in that it's fucking bananas. It, they, I mean, it is. You know, yeah, no. It's not, what I was, it's not what I was expecting. Oh. No. Even watching the trailer. Didn't it was see not, that coming yeah, at all. Yeah. Any of it. The way they were. Because in the trailer. And it was. Oh, one thing. It's good to see Keanu without a beard. 
It's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, and I got to say this. Uh, Bill and Ted, he had no beard. But he had long hair. I will say this. Uh, if he has no beard, he has to have short hair. Yeah. You can't do long hair, no, no. beard. That it looks, looks weird. weird. Thank you. Agreed. Um, yeah. He had short hair, no beardless. I was like, I like both looks. It's just nice mm. seeing Keanu. Uh, having a nice meaty role like this again where he gets them through some it's like whoa <laughs> I still know <laughs> you were both gonna say the same thing he still knew it and fan that's service. it but it made me angry yes exactly fan service dumb fan it service it made me angry I didn't like that line either <laughs> I didn't like it either yeah that's to be fair um, okay but I'll also I will also say this though so I guess I don't know this is just a weird personal thing I have a weird personal relationship with the Matrix in a weird way that mm-hmm. I didn't realize until just now <laughs> not just now not yeah. this moment uh-huh. but like with yeah. this movie um, seeing online a certain people talk about this film in thoughtful ways and even if they don't love it being like what's happening here this is interesting i want to rewatch I mean, this it's, it's a weird movie it's man. a very weird movie but again it's, since it's a matrix sequel it's divisive so some people are like i really like this and some people are like this is trash um I mean, it's definitely not trash the people that i'm seeing are like saying that this is like a bad bad movie are also people whose opinions i already know where i'm like i don't jive with these people and their opinions and it makes me like want to defend this movie more <laughs> like no i'm gonna take up the flag of this movie fuck you you idiot you're stupid this movie's way better than you give it credit for but it's a weird thing where it's like i don't think it's like amazing at least not now maybe in the future i'll like it more maybe maybe in a year i'll like it less that happens too i don't know about that that happens too. movies sit with me differently over time i I think i've got a pretty firm opinion on this movie already you you set your opinions well you're the type of guy you 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 famously draw a line (laughs) you got a line in the sand that you will not cross i'll stand on that box chris that's fine and i'm fine with that but i i do find myself especially my opinions go down with movies I, when I watch a movie really go up yeah, yeah over time usually so sometimes they do go the other way um, so we'll see with this one I do gotta say I do like this though I liked it um, definitely worth seeing in a theater over watching on HBO Max well yeah duh. Uh, I mean, yeah it's not like yeah. it's Cry Macho or something where <laughs> I mean, I'm like, oh I mean, damn! I did see Cry Macho in theater. Still a Matrix movie. Yes, <laughs> yes, 100. percent It's still a Matrix movie. We even talk about Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Oh, he fucking killed it. He's great. I I like what his character, what they did with it, how he's portrayed, all, all of it. it. Yeah, I that all was fun. And I, I do. I, I I like the update. He's a more flashy, more. Famous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like the although at the same time he's walking out of a bathroom stall and he's yeah. like uh-huh. you know yeah no yeah yeah you yeah. work with, with what you got. which at the same time I don't know if I like that scene or not interesting There's parts of it that it's like oh but at the same time it's like uh. frustrating when that happens yeah. when you're like you're liking parts of it but other parts are turning you off ugh all right all right sorry guys for a very <laughs> wishy washy review of the movie but it's hard to come down on a, on an initial viewing even after a couple of days it's hard yeah. to come down on a on the first viewing, be like, "Bam! This is why for sure." Uh, um, it's just a mixed bag, it's- a mixed bag, and it depends on what you like, what you don't like, in terms of how mixed that bag is, mm-hmm. right? Um, let's talk about this. Is much fresher. Let's talk about licorice pizza. Okay, Paul Thomas Anderson's licorice pizza came out wide Christmas Day in like eight hundred, a thousand theaters. Uh, surely just to be squashed by Spider Man. Everything. Spider Man made over eighty million this weekend, putting out a billion dollars. Obviously go back to last week to hear a review of that. Um but licorice pizza. Hey, oh, yeah. what do you think? We got two Bradley Cooper movies in a row. I mean, it's between uh, this and Nightmare Alley. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a fine coming of age period piece. 
Yes. When when's the oil crisis? Mid seventies, yeah. early to mid seventies. So, so it's one of those. So it's a Days and Confused. It's a uh, yes. Blah blah blah. I did think Days and Confused. I guess because of the seventies vibe of it. Well, just the whole, the, the whole style, the whole aesthetic, the, the, the hangouty version vibe of it. The, exactly. Yeah, it is very much like. Here's what I don't know. What do you want to say? Six months, twelve months, two years, two years probably. Maybe yeah, I probably see a couple years. A couple years, a couple years in yeah. the life of the of these young people. Uh-huh. A guy in his teens and a girl in her mid twenties. Mid to late twenties? Question mark? We don't know. Yeah, they never said. I mean, is it is it pedophilia? No, Legally, uh, peter pederasty. Pederasty. Pedophilia. Pederast. Why am I blanking? <laughs> I'm thinking which it's just. It's, I mean, what, one of these people is underage, Chris. It's a, it's a statutory situation, <laughs> but since the guy is underage, we're all just gonna gloss over. It. Like, it's cool. It's weird. Uh, America's weird. So, um, yes, licorice pizza. Paul Thomas Anderson, and it's like Lucy based. I guess it's San Fernando Valley in California. So it's a, like they name dropped Encino. Encino, yeah. yeah. Which you all know. Thank you, Brendan Fraser. Yep. <laughs> we know Encino. <coughs> When was the last time you've seen Encino, man? It's been a while. It's been a while, right? Yeah, just Paulie Shore can't be good. Oh, but Sean Astin can be good. It's Paulie Shore, Chris. It can't uh, be good. But Brendan Fraser can be good. Chris, it's Paulie Shore. It can't be good. But he's like wheezing the juice. Does not age well. You look so hard. <laughs> it is. When I did that. I really wish. Chris, recently I tried to rewatch Biodome and I almost, my eyes oh, almost vomited. Oh, no. <laughs> He ripped out your eyes, set them on fire, and buried them. Almost. Yeah. That's a bummer. Biodome isn't going to hold. Where he's all like, the purple sticky plant or whatever. Like, I had no idea what that was when I was a kid. I did. That's why I watched Biodome. As a, when it first came out? What yeah. was that? 94, 95? Yeah. Something like that? 12, 13? I, I, I had gone through the D.A.R.E. program, which means I knew what drugs were now. And I knew <laughs> I wanted to try them. I did D.A.R.E., but I was more like, you know, oh, this, this is uh, angel dust. Okay. Yeah. This is PCP. This is this is angel dust, and there's uh, there, there's one of those flowers in my neighborhood that I walk by every day. Oh, angel trumpet. Yeah, the angel trumpets. One of my friends freaked out and ended up going to jail because he did those one day. Went to jail. Was supposed to take him to the hospital. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he broke into somebody's house butt naked and started <laughs> eating sandwiches out of their refrigerator. Oh, so they called the cops, and he yeah. went to jail. Yeah, that's jail. <laughs> yeah, that's jail. Man, that's crazy. That could have been seen in Licorice Pizza. Yeah. Just could have been, just, yeah. yeah. It could just been yeah. a weird sight scene. One of yeah. Gary's friends could have uh-huh. just hit yeah. an angel trumpet <laughs> and ran off. Butt naked, yeah. Had his own thing. So Gary Valentine played by Cooper Hoffman, Philip Seymour You know, seriously, Hoffman's Cooper Hoffman's got it, and so does that fucking chick from Heim. Elena Heim! So that's all just the Heim sisters, right? Her sisters yeah. were behind because at yeah, one I mean, scene, I think how it works. Because at one yeah. scene, I was looking at the sister. I was like, "Wait, is that, that just a kid? I, I think it is. Like, they look I think. just like they got the same weird face. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah. Um, she's yeah, she's very good. They're, she, they're, she's they're, essentially the lead of the movie. They're both very good. They're both I, very I, good. I, I think I, she's the lead as quote unquote first timers. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Because what else have they done? Nothing. I mean, w- I mean, they, they've them, done like a little bit of acting, I'm sure, here and there I, or whatever. I mean, one of them is a successful musician. Yes. So. Yeah, her and her band. They've been around for a minute now. Yeah. Uh, the sisters, mm-hmm. I'm sisters. Uh, and Cooper Hoffman, I mean, he must have been. Son of. He's, 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 I think he's been kicking around as an actor locally doing whatever, trying to get work. Well, I mean, he's he's son of. And, so, and, then, he's, you know. and then he's son of. So at one point, Paul Thomas Anderson, after auditioning a whole bunch of people, someone was just like, well, what about what about Coop over here? Yeah, I, I, I mean, so. ser- seriously, they're both they're both surprisingly good for the first time in a 
<clears throat> quote unquote Hollywood movie. In a Hollywood film, over two hours. Uh, uh, they're they're both. I mean, co leads. I think she's more the lead. I but, mean, it's definitely more of her story. It's more but, her. But, it, yes. but at the same time, they do. Yeah, I mean, every scene is either one or both yeah. of them, right? Yeah. So we're watching them. It hinges a lot on them, and they're watchable. They're yeah. good. Uh-huh. I enjoyed. Their story. And you get great cameos because Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> the so. the, the Herman Munster. Like that voice, man. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, it's like, God damn it. John C. Riley. Hell yeah, it was. God damn it. Yeah, what the it fuck? Because they worked together in those early movies, That's what I'm man. Saying. <clears throat> Heart 8. Heart 8 is so good. Oh, so, but, dude. Seriously, that is one of the better movies I've seen. Yeah, that's like just a great movie. And yeah. it's his first movie. It's like Asshole. the Wachowskis made The Matrix was their second movie. This like guy I made said, Heart 8 and then... Boogie Nights. Like I said, asshole. Was it Boogie Nights the second movie? I've been thinking about that. Boogie Nights, no. It's annoying when people are that talented. I hate that shit. <laughs> I hate that shit. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson also does romance in a way that I'm fine with. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Like, like Punch Drunk Love. Well, it, it's... Uh, uh, what's the last one? Phantom Thread. It's 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 a more real romance than, than the fictional romance. Because yeah, when you read yeah. romance books, watch romantic comedies, yeah. all that stuff... A bunch like, of bullshit. It, it's very... There are these steps that are involved in boy meets girl, girl rejects boy, boy gets girl at the end. Yeah, the, and, it's some sort of shit. Yeah, and life's way more complicated than that. It's and, messy and it's weird. And, and it's strange. We're and it goes weird to, some to each other. Exi- we're to ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So, and his yeah. movies get that. These movies get that. Punch Drunk Love, man. Phantom Threat has this whole Munchausen syndrome thing where it's uh-huh. like, I'm going to make you sick so I can take care of you. And he's like, yes, that's a good thing. Yeah. You so <laughs> like, what the fuck is this movie? Yeah. This thing is strange as hell. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, this has a similar thing where it's like, these people, are they good for each other or bad for each other? I don't know. They're happy. But it's making them happy in a way. Yeah. Uh, even, and if, it brings it, even if they don't want to admit it. And it brings, it, it brings them into some strange situations. Some strange situations, which includes... The aforementioned Bradley Cooper as real life film producer John Peters, uh-huh. which is fucking insane. Yeah, because apparently he is an insane person. Well, I mean, Bradley Cooper played the part well then. And I'm wondering, <laughs> I'm wondering, is this like a pitch perfect portrayal of John Peters that we, the public, don't really know I mean, about? Because I don't makes, know how this guy acts in real life. Sense. That would be wild yeah. though if they found uh-huh. footage of him. He's like, I'm, I'm just gonna play John Peters. Fuck this guy. But he was a hairdresser who was Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. Ended up dating her. Ended up becoming a producer. Produced a uh, fucking his biggest credit maybe. It's Streisand. Streisand. Streisand? Streisand. Shit. I'm never going to get that. <laughs> um, he did Wild Wild West. <laughs> he did... Uh, that's why it has a giant spider in it. He was trying to get a giant spider in, in, in the, into, something. Su- into the Superman movies. He was producing a Superman movie in the 90s with Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith has a great story about working with John Peters, going to his house, finding out how crazy he is, and hearing all his crazy, insane pitches for a Superman movie, which include a Superman fighting a giant spider. I look at that. And uh, actually, it kind of works, right? Uh, but they was like, I don't know how we're going to do this. So, But he ends up getting this giant spider in Wild Wild West. He, Oh, he's a psychopath. And he's played as that in the movie. Yeah. A pure, a pure psychopath. Yeah. Um, but that's also, this movie's what, two hours and ten minutes? Yeah. About 2.15. He pops up 90 minutes in, At maybe least. more. And, and he, he, I, do, I do enjoy that he shows up in strange places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> it's just like, all of a sudden, it's like, what is that? Holy fuck. Like, this, is still, <laughs> this is still happening? This is still going? That's crazy. Uh, 
yeah, it's very hangouty. Like, uh, here's a vignette, then the vignette well, following it, these characters and the, and their evolution over a couple of short period of time. And it's also it, it it's it straddles the line, I guess, morally between. 2021 and the 1970s. Sure, it like, has to. There, there, there are some things where it's like, oh, that's not cool, and other things where it's played for humor, yeah. and other things where it's like, oh, they're, they're still going with that. It's serious? Okay, <laughs> yeah. interesting. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Things were just different. We're now talking about a 50-year gap. I hate yeah. math. A 50-year gap, which does a lot for culture, uh-huh. does a lot for well, social these, mores. These days it does. Especially these days, man. I mean, hell, if you go back to the 1970s and then jump back 50 years to Chris, 1920, you go back fucking, Chris, you go uh, back fucking, all of a sudden women can't vote. Chris, you go back fucking 10 years from now and things are drastically different. Hell, you go <laughs> you can go 10 years into the future now, things will be drastically different. What I'm saying is you got to uphold Roe v. Wade, people. We got to storm the Capitol. It worked for the other people. It worked for the other side. I mean, yeah, but then we're... St- then where are those assholes? Only some of them are in jail. The rest of them are like <laughs> rubbing their hands together, ready for more. Um, I found it interesting that this movie is called Licorice Pizza, which is the name apparently of a record shop from that area. Okay, don't see any records, don't see any licorice, don't see any pizza. I was expecting one scene of them going I into see burgers and hot dogs. Yeah, <laughs> hot dogs, pinball machines, water yeah. beds. A lot of stuff happens in this movie. Not once did they ever go into a record store. Yeah. I was expecting at least one scene to happen in a record store. No. no. Licorice pizza. I'm okay with that. It's fine. You know what, Paul Thomas Anderson, you make your weird movie, man. Yeah. What your strange, ugly green font for yeah, you, right? Uh-huh, yeah, that's a weird choice. I mean, it is what it is. It, it, because the movie's yeah. like, we, we had no say. It is what it is. Uh-huh. It's ugly. But the actual title card of Licorice Pizza, which it looks like it's a, when he paints it on a window, that sort of thing, it looks really cool. Yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this is, you know, uh, Days of Confused is happening in this city. <laughs> in Austin, Texas. And Licorice Pizza is happening here all at the same time. Yeah, and same. Like, you know, this, yeah. this, this is a shared universe. Yeah, they're parallel stories. Yeah. Totally. And they all happen like five years after Inside Lewin Davis over in New York City. Exactly. I'm okay with all that. <laughs> yeah, I like our ultimate Hollywood timeline. It's way better. It's so much better than our, our current universe. And you know what? Ben Affleck's actually good in that movie. He is good in that. <laughs> he's such a dickhead. He's a young, good dickhead in Surprisingly, that. Surprisingly, he's actually good in that how movie. Old is he? he must be in early 20s. Shit. I want to go back just to see how young and thin he is. <laughs> <laughs> he, was a, he was a little chunky back then. He saw that baby fat. Did he saw a little natural thickness to yeah. him? That natural thickness? Yeah. Man. Remember when we were young? That, Vaguely. That shit sucked. <laughs> it was awesome, though. But it also sucked. Uh, I I like this movie. I meant to look it up. Could you do me the favor of yes. looking up who did the score for this movie? I, I I'm guessing it's Alexander Desplat, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's someone. It sounds like Alexander Desplat doing John DeBrian score. If if um, you music nerds know what I'm talking about, um, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson worked with John Bryan on like Punch Drunk Love, and then his more recent films have been with Alexander Desplat. On like a uh, Phantom Thread and all that, so I'm definitely wondering. Music by Johnny Greenwood. Ah, Greenwood did do the the Phantom Thread score. Now that I'm thinking about it, that was a Greenwood score. Am I thinking West? I'm mixing up my Andersons. <laughs> West West and Paul Ander- <laughs> Anderson went Mother's Ball to uh, this uh, this black this. 
And um, Paul Thomas Anderson went John Bryan. Actually, went back to, yeah, mostly yeah. John Bryan, but then uh, a little bit of Johnny Greenwood here. The Johnny Greenwood yeah. score? Shit, it's like, it's, it's like again, I want to say it sounds like then John Greenwood doing John Bryan. What, what, it's, it's like it's more whimsical. Bing, bing. Once again, asshole's way too talented. Greenwood? Yeah. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> way too talented. Tell me Radiohead and fucking music score. You, yeah. And film scores, you asshole. You fucker. <laughs> it's even better than Reznor because Reznor, like his Nine Chanel score, his Nine Chanel stuff, he's like, eh, like it's, it's selective. Yeah, well, but. but while but, his score work is great. Yeah, no. Yeah, but with the Nine Chanel stuff, the stuff that is good is like the best. That's true. It's the best of the genre. That's why it popularizes so much. Yeah. Uh, but Greenwood, it's like, oh, Radiohead shit. Like, no. the greatest British rock band, pop band ever. Um, asshole. Asshole. And oh, also crazy scores that, that then vacillate between um, arty, experimental, amazingness, there will be blood, to, like, just beautiful, I can put this on inside a fire. Like, this movie. I definitely, as I was watching this movie, I was thinking, I got it. I need to <laughs> I need to heart this score on Spotify so I can listen to it later, for sure. Um, yeah, you know what? Licorice Pizza is good. I enjoyed it. Right? I mean, yeah, of course. When it comes yeah. to like Paul Thomas Anderson movies, because it's, uh, it's definitely, it's like, it's his coming of age movie. Yeah. He's done now several genres of film. He has. So, uh, coming out of it, are you like, yeah, yeah, that, that was a PTA? Or are you more like feeling it's a minor PTA for you? I mean, it's, it's, it, uh... and again, this is, it's been a couple I mean, of hours. I'm going to so go with I, like, it's, 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 fresh. it's, it's at least middling. It might it, middle de- PTA d- depending on you know what else goes on and you know it, it could maybe it grow. could go up or down it could go up or down time I'm not sure if it's gonna go down it might go up okay it, it's gotta marinate no that's the thing when I, I I tend not to try to have a see a movie and then record because I like having at least a night to think about it think about it not even actively think about it do something else wake up the next day and be like oh yeah that but oh, that was weird I don't know if I like that or be like. Oh, that's sticking with me in a weird way. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, well, hey, shit, it's a new PTA. I'm, 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 I'm also. That's the thing. Also, I'm a mark for PTA. Total mark. You got to take that into account listening yeah. to the I show. Mean, you'll watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna be <laughs> thrilled to be watching it. I'm like, this is great. Um, when was the last time I've rewatched Inherent Vice? I don't know Ooh, if I ever had. Nope. I don't know. Probably <laughs> I mean, won't. May, I mean, I'm sh- I gave it a great but, review but, when it came but out. But I do remember. Well, here's the thing. I remember it, Chris. I do remember. I remember seeing it, too. I remember being in that theater, in a full theater. And, and uh, there were definitely some dude bros in there laughing, thinking, because it was sold as a comedy. Thinking, this movie's going to be a comedy. Well, it is, but it's a Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a comedy in a way. There will be blood as a Paul Thomas Anderson horror film. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Licorice Pizza. I mean, how between Licorice Pizza and Matrix Resurrections, we're getting movies that are like, they're not meant for. They, no, this they is, are, but they're not meant for mass audiences. Well, I was about to say, Licorice Pizza is deprogramming for the Marvel stuff, and the, the Matrix <laughs> yeah. was kind of deprogramming, but that's the Matrix. So for, for, ma- for, for Matrix stuff? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. Like, we're getting even more meta with it. Oh. I dare you to come along with us <laughs> as we break this down even further yeah. in a way. Oh, if you guys didn't like those sequels, wait till you, Ooh, see, wait till you see this one. Yeah, yeah. No, I want more. I want more, dude. 
John Michael Higgins' character in Licorice Pizza, the the rest owner of the Japanese restaurant, dude. That was that was some of the craziest. That, that was some of the funniest shit that I've seen in the longest time. That's the craziest character movie As, character I've seen, especially in especially with the, with the, the second, second wife. Yeah. Se- oh god, it was great. There and was, the reveal there... at the end. Oh my god. Because <laughs> after that first scene, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's so weird. And then the second scene happens, you're like, wait, what? Second, what? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that was hysterical. Agreed. Yeah, Licorice Pizza is good. Um, all right, so those are the movies we saw in theaters. No. Oh, happy Boxing Day, by the way. You already said that. I didn't say it on mic, though, did I? Yeah. Did I really? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I saw Don't Look Up on Netflix. Adam McKay's Don't gonna, Look I'm, Up. I'm going to watch it next week. It's, uh, I'll tell you, man, it is <laughs> three, three, two-hour, 15-minute movies yeah. in, in a, in a four-day span. Yeah. Come on, guys. It's we gotta, long. We gotta, <laughs> I gotta shorten the shit up. We gotta shorten these movies, man. Come yeah. on, let's shorten this stuff. That's it, the only reason why I didn't watch it. It's Cause long. Because it, yeah. I, 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 you don't notice it. T- today would have been the day that I had the time to watch it. Yeah. And that would have been two, two hour plus movies. Nah, man, fuck nah, that shit. No, no. And don't look up as a bit to take. It's well, a bit, yeah. It's a bit much to take. I mean, heavy satire, so. Yes, it is satire. It is. Um, so, you know what? I really avoided all marketing for this thing yeah. when I went, when I found trying to. I sat down and saw it. Uh, it's worth it. It's worth it to not have any, quote, jokes or any humor spoiled for you. Yeah. But the premise is simple. Comet gets discovered right away, and then it's discovered pretty quickly in a great scene that, oh, shit. It's going to hit Earth. <laughs> it's going to hit us in, like, X amount of days, right? Uh, so And, 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 then, and then everybody just denies it. Yes. The movie, <laughs> the movie is about the astronomers who discovered it, trying to get people to take the shit seriously, and then people denying it for a bunch and then other complications, big yeah. big money. It's Adam McKay. Yeah, exactly. So how does big money then fuck everything up? You yeah. know, how do the rich people? How do the one percent fuck everything up? Uh, and then how does uh, American politics fuck it up? This is an interesting thing about this film. So Meryl Streep plays the president. Um, uh, also looking looking better than she has in fucking. I don't know what they did with her makeup or whatever. Better than she's looked in years. Got yeah. Meryl Streep. When her like when she first pops up in this movie, I was like, damn. Like, it's like damn Meryl Streep. <laughs> Shit. Maybe you're just into old ladies with glasses. Uh, with with the, with curly blonde hair. Maybe I don't know. I ain't gonna say no. Um, with that Jonah Hill plays her chief of staff slash son, which is very funny. Ooh, and uh, he's such he's so douchebag. He is so <laughs> perfectly hateable. Like yeah. I, I caught myself. I'm like I hate this guy. I was like, oh shit. Great job, Jonah Hill. Congratulations, got me. Jonah Hill got me. He's good. This yeah. guy's good, man. Um. It's uh, and then about like uh, so it's a satire of the politics of the public response of media. It's all these things that we've seen um, in our own public health crisis of the last year or so, year and a half, two years, um, amplified just a little bit. Mm, <laughs> well, yeah, because we we've seen how crazy. It can yeah, get. it's I su- I survived four years of Donald Trump, Chris. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Yeah, so then so yes, which brings me back to Meryl Streep. Her portrayal as a president and the politics of the movie, Adam McKay, gotta be very lefty, liberal, liberal, I don't know, people hate that word sometimes, but very lefty for sure. He's very much like tax the rich, all that stuff. Um, so I was interested in seeing how he would portray a president in this situation. It's hard to tell. They, 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 they coded her in a way that I think you could like watch her and be like, oh, she's... Republican or, or she's, oh, she's Democrat. Democrat. Yeah. Yes. To the point where her first scene she shows up, she's dressed all in red, then her next scene, she's all in blue. Yeah. Then there's another scene where it cuts back and forth between two time periods, red, blue, red, uh-huh. blue. It's like, okay, both sides are bad. I get it. Fine. Whatever yeah. you whatever you want to say, Adam McCain. 
Um, but she's great. Uh, DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, they're great in the leads. I mean, that was, was 25 and 20. Like, that's $45 million well spent. And yeah. Between those two. <laughs> $45 million right there on this $200 million film. This is an expensive-ass movie. That was mostly for the talent, Chris. It, it is a, <laughs> a huge chunk of it goes to the talent, but there is a lot of uh, CG stuff, which well, I yeah. found very funny uh-huh. because it's a McKay movie, but it involves this comic. A giant comet, so there's sci-fi elements. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's like space shuttles and satellites and like a sort of almost sci-fi aspect to it in, in some of the future tech that they're, they're, they're positing. Um, so which was very funny, and I was like, "This stuff could definitely look better." <laughs> yeah, and all that, a lot of that money went to J Lo and, and DiCaprio. But also, that's why I'm watching this movie. I clicked on it because it's a McKay movie with J Lo and DiCaprio. Yeah. Plus, uh, a bonkers cast: Street Hill, I already yeah. mentioned, right? Kate Blanchett, Tyler Perry. He's great in his role. I love Tyler Perry and anything that's not produced and directed by, by Tyler, Tyler Perry. Perry. I know it's yeah. amazing <laughs> how talented this motherfucker is, actually. Um, uh, just like every other scene, it's like, God damn, it's this person, it's that person, it's fucking yeah. stupid. Oh God, it's 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 interesting, and it's it's good, it's good satire. It's it's both at the same time funny and sad. I had watching this movie by myself at home at least five or six legit like <laughs> like laugh Peter Griffin laugh out loud yeah. moments. You need to watch the session, Chris. I should because I like <laughs> I like all his stuff. It is it is the. Like I said, if you watch it as a drama, it's the saddest thing ever. But yeah. if you watch it as a comedy, you just you laugh so hard because these people are so terrible. Well, this thing is the same thing. Yeah, yeah, McKay has his zone. I need to watch the session. You need you to really watch, do. and you need to watch. Don't look up because yeah. it's the same thing. Where at the end, I was like, yeah, fuck us. We we deserve to die, but oh, maybe we could have like. Yeah, no, we no, we deserve to die. Chris. No, we deserve to die. Yeah. But also, like, we no, no, live. no, but no, we deserve to die. No, we deserve to die. Do you understand? <laughs> but also, we could we could have lived. <laughs> Um, there's like I know at the end though I was like I'm enjoying the movie I'm, it's fine it's good I'm liking it but at the end there's certain scenes where I, I was feeling a bit of the emotion of the scene um, that could be just be DiCaprio being a good actor and all that stuff because his, his, I mean, his character's arc is very interesting yeah. there's a, it, they do a fun thing with him being it's DiCaprio right so yeah. he's got like a He's a movie star. He can do whatever. The- but he's playing a nerdy scientist yeah. in this thing who then gets thrown into a media tour. So they play with that in a fun way. It's good. Um, Jennifer Lawrence has taken a little bit of a break. So it's fun to see her back. It makes us remember why we like her because I yeah. like her in this movie. She's also she's very good in this. Um, it's good. It's good. I like. I liked it. I like to look up. It's good. It's for sure worth watching. I'm looking forward to watching it yeah. next week. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you get the time, it's worth watching it. Uh, let's get to our media diets. Hawkeye finale. Watched it. Spoiler alerts for the next five minutes of Hawkeye. Okay, here we go. I mean, it, what'd it, you think? Yeah, it was. It was. It, it it worked. It was fine. You think it worked? I thought it was fine. It worked. Yeah. I mean, it it it, it did its thing. It, it it did what it was supposed to do. It helped. It helped between this and oh, shit. Sorry, guys. Spoiler alert for uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man No Way Home. It helped fold in. The Netflix Daredevil series. Yes. Right. Between those two properties, uh-huh. we are now fully integrated into that. Into the MCU. Into yes. Where the MCU is now here with that ship. Um, I enjoyed seeing D'Onofrio. Yeah. In back. it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. It was fun seeing him. I don't know if I necessarily liked how they how they use his character, though. I mean, it, it, at least we're getting this, you know, the more of the supervillain kingpin. Yes. yes. Where he's not just a mob boss. Like... 
He can take a fucking car hit and it doesn't phase him. I like the em- <laughs> the emphasis on the physical aspects of Kingpin for sure. Yeah. Yes, that that's great. Um, I don't like where they left his character. I mean, he's around. He is obviously going to be around. But it's off screen. It's, off, it's an off screen thing. Looking up online, people already know. Oh, they're adapting this storyline here that involves this and that. Like, oh, okay, whatever. You have a bunch of fucking nerds. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Marvel New York City, dude. It is Marvel New York City. That is an interesting aspect. They were like, shit, we have New York City. We're using it. Might as well have some of our most famous villains in here. I mean, obviously, then Spider-Man's swinging around somewhere over there. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's but, but, doing his whole Doctor yeah. Strange. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> this yeah. poor guy. The life he's he's built for himself. Um, And also, I don't know about this. Um, I, I don't know where people are getting this from. I'm seeing online that they're, they want to do an Echo show. I don't know where, where fans are... Sp- speculating this from because this Hawkeye does not make me want to like tune in for a show based on Echo who's Echo thank you <laughs> the uh the deaf Sorry. the deaf girl. deaf girl okay she ends up in, as a, her own superhero her own superhero I mean I'm tied a, into the Kingpin thing which is why she you know her and Kingpin I mean, and everything. I'm I'm okay with that yeah um I I'm not watching the show based on her yeah like, I don't give a shit I don't give a shit about her no and then also I didn't like the other guy who was give me Moon Knight I'll yes, that, that's what I'm waiting for. Moon Knight looks exciting as fuck, and that's also New York City, right? And he's, also, he's and, in like Brooklyn or something. Yeah, shit, yeah, right. Violent. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, and, and he's like a moon, a moon god is talking to me, or am I just crazy? Ah, uh, uh, it could be both. <laughs> could be both. <laughs> maybe a little from column A, from column B, maybe. I mean, yes, the moon god is talking to you, but you really enjoy what you're doing. So yeah, I mean, you like it a little too much. <laughs> so it's it's it, like cause becomes. For, uh, uh, not doesn't matter anymore. Now you like it so much. I didn't find out until Moon Knight until I was older, and he's very much like a kind of like a Batman character, just with a, a more spiritual side. So but he's supernatural Batman. Yeah, yeah. But he 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 likes hurting people. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's what's this guy Hood, Hooded Justice? <laughs> yeah, and comedian's like, this is what gets you all far. Yeah. Uh huh. Yes, it is. And Hooded just is like, oh shit, he called me. Out. <laughs> yes, I do have a boner right now. Uh huh. How does he know I have a boner? Yeah. Oh, because it's in his face. Um, oh, take that, comedian! Yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye was it's okay. fine. It was fine. It was okay. Um, going into it, I didn't care about Hawkeye that much anyway. So coming out of it, it's like, yeah, I still don't whatever. care. Yeah, it's like okay, Kate Bishop. Let's see. Let's see some Kate Bishop stuff. More, there's still, um, still going to be somebody with a bow. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> these goddamn bows. I'm way more interested in uh, Yelena and seeing the further adventures of Yelena, the new Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way better. I'm way more interested in her than uh, than. Than new Hawkeye, but anyway, that's just personal preference. Um, in terms of other uh, media, advice, again, back to my video game and stuff. Shit, dude, I'm back in it. Yakuza Zero, still playing. I'm still playing it. Uh, it keeps track. Obviously, these games keep track percentage. of your time and percentage and all that. I've been playing this game for just under seven hours. Okay, that's not bad. I am at. Five point eight percent complete. That sounds about right. Does that sound about right? Well, see, this is gotta remember. Yakuza is like a, a Grand Theft Auto. Yes, it like, is. Yes, like if you want to get a hundred percent, like you got to do all the things. You've got to do a bunch of weird shit that maybe you don't want to do. Well, <laughs> for example, <laughs> and to remind people maybe who haven't heard last week, Yakuza Zero is a game in which you're a guy who is Yakuza, but in doing a debt collection thing, you get set up for someone's murder, uh, the murder of someone. You get set up as a, as a trigger man. And it happens in this empty lot in this super packed part of town. So there's this whole real estate thing. There's Tachibana real estate once again. Their group set up at the Yakuza once to buy it. That's a real estate thing, right? Yeah. 
Uh, and you're trying to figure out who 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 uh, set you. you up, who framed you. That's the central premise of the game. This is what I've done in those seven hours. I helped a punk rock band uh, uh, perfect their uh, their delivery in a Q and A session, so they could seem like real punks because they're fake punks. Side missions, Chris. I helped them. I helped. Uh, I I worked as a producer on a commercial shoot in a restaurant for a food for a pasta dish, and uh, I successfully was a producer. So, actually. so you're not familiar with action RPG side missions, are you? I <laughs> I helped the dominatrix uh, be a better dominatrix because she she didn't understand the whole S and M relationship, and I had to like teach her, feed her the lines, and then she could help her uh, her, her customers. Chris, if you want to hear about silly RPG side quests like I'm um, there are YouTube channels oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ab- sure. about this sure nonsense sure they, they could tell me about how I, I could play d- darts yeah for 30 minutes uh-huh. <laughs> just darts yeah cricket yes. etc on darts yeah. uh, I, I bowled uh-huh. a few frames I yeah. did that I uh, I did a disco dance off yes <laughs> that was it's yeah. a pain in the ass it's a rhythm game uh-huh. took me a minute to figure it out yeah uh, another rhythm game I did some karaoke uh-huh that was actually straight up Part of the storyline. Yes. That was a serious part of the storyline. Yeah, it was the it's, karaoke. It's Japan. <laughs> it's fucking Japan. <laughs> yeah. It's Japan. Uh, those are just some of the things that did my seven hours that only got me to 5%. Uh, yeah. 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 These, uh-huh. games, these games are rolling. I remember yeah. GTA. I remember getting a beeper and your friend being like, hey, let's go to a comedy club. And it's like, and fuck, I'm in the middle of like trying to murder like 12 people. <laughs> that's happened to me. I'm like running away from someone, from this giant dude, and then I run into a guy, and they're like, hey, I will shoot a commercial. I'm like, all right. <laughs> My other thing just went away, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Um, the game looks amazing. Uh, apparently, it's very accurate recreations of uh, of, Japan. To- of Tokyo specifically. Yep, and uh, the the tightness of the alleys and the businesses and stuff is super cool. I wish you could go into more businesses. So, They're going to go into a small handful of them. Somebody want to go? I'm sorry. When do you want to go? Uh, after COVID, <laughs> when COVID becomes a seasonal thing, what is that coming up here pretty soon? Actually, it's, it's a couple it, years. It, it's not so bad. It's going to be over here pretty soon. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying this game. Last week, Ron suggested the game Hades. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I, I was like, okay, we got the game pass. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's, let's Hades it up. And uh, yes, thank you, Ron, for the suggestion. It, this, it, it's, it's like it ended up being like the game of the year on like so many lists. Dude, it. I had this pulled for the news section for the second for the meager second half of the show. It just won the goddamn Hugo Award. Yeah, it's the first video game to win the Hugo Award. When I saw that, I was like. That's a game Ron was talking about. I'm downloading yeah. this fucking shit today. Uh, so that was earlier this week. So I've been playing for one week. And yeah, yeah, it's a fun game. It's great. I'm still waiting to get to the part where it's like, this is why it wins a goddamn Hugo. Like, shit. Yeah. Um, but I can see how it's getting there. It, it's fun. Oh, definitely. It's fun. Oh, it's old mythos, you know, updated for video games. It's uh, this weird roguelike thing where it's like a side scroller, but at an angle. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? It, it, it's like, it's third person plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all yeah. it is. Yeah. That's all it is. Third person plus. And uh, that's, a, that's a perfect description of it. Um, but the writing of it is a lot of fun, and it's, you're in, so you're the, the prince, the prince son of Hades. Uh, god of the underworld and you're in the underworld no one can escape the underworld even Hades can't escape the underworld but you want to escape the underworld because it's a video game it's a video game that's your whole objective so you go through a chamber by chamber break fighting villains get get through the underworld and then when you eventually die which is going to happen you then get sent back to the very beginning where then you get to go through the whole thing all over again the initial like 14 chambers however are apparently 
always rotating like the like cube cube yeah. style moving so it's uh you see the same rooms but not over and over and not in the same order you see the same villains but not in the same order and uh and then every time you go back to the beginning you go back with all your resources so you keep powering up as you learn the game so yeah. it's that type of goddamn uh -huh. thing right um and it's it's got this villain where it took me like 21 22 tries because uh -huh. it keeps track of how yeah. many your escape attempts yeah 22 tries a beater motherfucker and uh but you end up so it's called I, i'm sure this is all just real i guess it's greek aries hades yeah it's greek yeah so it's all greek shit so tartarus part of the underworld but the underworld is levels uh you can go into these portals into just chaos <laughs> yeah yes yeah. Uh -huh. which is where the original yes that, that's where it, that, that is the end that is the beginning and, that is so like the gods give you boons over time so you can power up so you talk to Ares and uh, artemis and all these people and uh, uh, uh dionysus and all this shit but then when you go down to chaos that's when you talk to the primordial originator uh is that what just straight up what it's called it is this crazy looking thing uh, giving you like special boons that come with uh, uh, also like uh, curses on them. It's 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 fun. It's, it's it's an interesting game. I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying it. But also, I'm getting to a point now where I've proceeded far enough. Now, I'm at a crucial part in my personal gaming experience. I have proceeded far enough in the game where conceivably, if I can't beat this part and I keep going back to the beginning, you're not gonna play anymore. <laughs> Alien Isolation is sitting right there. Yeah, right no, there. No, Wait no, for me yeah, to pick yeah, it back yeah, up. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. There, there, there was a, a point in uh, Grand Theft Auto 4. Okay. With the. Uh, the you ha it is story response. Like, you have to pass this mission to continue the story of the game. Okay. Dur and it's learning how to fly. And for whatever reason, this one, this one mission. Like, it took me literally, like three weeks to beat like because oh I, I would God. i would play it for a day or two and put it down for like five days yeah and try again and be yeah. like if i don't beat it this time i'm just not going to ever play this just game. Not with this yeah. game just not with the game uh-huh yeah. yeah oh my god or you can, I mean, i'm sure there's an I, i'm sure you can turn down the difficulty level but the, yeah but i think you're that guy mm -hmm. <laughs> i hate being that guy i hate playing on easy i hate it back in yakuza zero i had to do the, the dance off on easy i hated myself i hated myself like i can't do the fucking dance off you got no rhythm. Oh, boy. That's the irony. I do. I just didn't really know how to play. I had to figure out how to actually play the thing. Because, you know, it says, like, here's your the two paragraphs on how to play. I'm like, skip, skip. Yep. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, I'm supposed to. Oh, fuck. I was supposed to read that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After 10 tries. Okay, pull it up. Let me read this shit. Oh, okay. I'm a moron. Um, anyway, that's that's been my week. Oh, also, Christmas. Um, Christmas Story was on in the background for sure. My annual Christmas Story watching. Mm -hmm. And then also a little bit of uh, like 80% of my cousin Vinny on the Bravo channel. And what else did I also watch? Oh, I put on Lethal Weapon just to show my mom. Like, look, see? Christmas. Christmas stuff. <laughs> and, and there was like right away. Yeah. There was a tree right there. Yeah. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I had to convince her. Okay. Hey, she well, good little, job. She doesn't always believe me. One, one at a time, Chris. One person at a time. One, one person at a time. Juice Cogburn. What do you got for a media diet, buddy? Uh, so I watched Hawkeye, obviously. Right, right, right. Uh. I watched uh, the Wheel of Time finale. It was the season finale. Okay, so yes. You, you need to watch that shit I so we can am, talk about it. And I, last week, hadn't seen last week's episode. So I watched mm -hmm. last week's episode with the pregnant lady yeah. fighting the dudes. Yeah. Uh, and the real so, no, so now you know about Bran and yeah, the Bran. blah, blah, blah. Is his name also Bran? I think so. Goddamn, J.R. Martin. George R.R. Martin. Um, 
that opening scene was like that was the best action scene of the series so far. Yeah. I mean, with, I with a pregnant lady whooping ass on top. It was like <laughs> the geography of it, the way it was shot, the actual action looked great. The the digital effect of the of the spears going into people looked great. Yeah. And, very three hundred and very three hundred. <laughs> and then the actual storytelling aspect of like this woman who's just looking for a place to give birth to a kid, and then she's being fucking... in the, in the middle of a fucking battle. Yes, yeah. and it's so intense, and she's so awesome. Awesome, uh, and then it, and then the reveal of what it means at the end and how it comes back around yeah. reminds me of what they did with the with the throne with the seat the, uh-huh. the acrylic seat or whatever her name is uh, how it had a scene with her as a kid and I, I like the I like the storytelling well uh, like you, that. you'll appreciate the finale awesome. this season yeah I'm, I'm sorry that I'm it a week sets behind. up more more of all that stuff uh-huh. in the next season I'm sorry that I'm a week behind but I'll obviously talk about it uh, next week. On Netflix, I watched two comedy specials. Okay. Uh, Jim Gaffigan came out with a new one. Ah, uh, the old Gaffigan. Did he make you laugh called, again? Called Comedy Monster. I mean, it's all, it's just all right. I think his older stuff was better. Okay, fair. fair. Was it called Comedy Monster? Comedy Monster. Okay, all right. And then the British comic, Jimmy Carr, who's like the uh, Jezelnik of Britain, basically. <laughs> okay, fair. Uh, he came out with uh, an episode called, a new special called His Dark Materials. Oh, that's uh, what's the, who's where, the... Uh, where he... J- who does that? Exactly, yeah. Uh-huh. HBO. Is it HBO? Yeah, it's the uh, Golden Compass people, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. The, does he have like an atheist slant to his work? I mean, probably. Maybe. Does he also have jokes about the... Not, re- not this time around. Like, like what's his name? Like this, this, this I mean, he, you know, he... he, he, he Ricky, does, Ricky Gervais. He does like rape jokes and stuff like that. Oh, so, fun, yes, so, fun. So like a, he, he's the Jezelnik okay. of, of Britain. Okay. So he's a little more prim and proper. Oh, yeah, prim Remember, and, they're just jokes, Chris. Prim and proper rape jokes. But they're not the actual rape. It's just a joke about rape. It's just a joke about rape. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he reminds you of that a couple times. Because, yeah, so I'll let you know. Because he goes fucking dark. Yeah. Did you like it? Was it good? Well, I, I, I enjoy very dark humor, so yeah. But you like? But I'm, I mean, yeah. But people can have dark humor and still not be funny. Claim that it's dark humor and then just not be funny. Well, he, he, he's funny with his dark humor. Because okay. he's also very witty because he's British. He's British. He's British, so he's all about wit. He's like, you Americans and your sarcasm. You know, sarcasm is the best child of wit. And while we're all smart and everything, you're just like a bit. And then I watched also on Netflix <laughs> the uh, season two of The Witcher. Ah, okay, hey, that's pretty big. It's very, it was very good. That's a big deal. You are our show's resident Witcher watcher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Witcher watcher. You're the Witcher watcher. Uh, how many episodes? Is it? What were we eight about? episodes? How how an hour, hour about between forty five minutes and an hour piece? So almost eight hours worth, yeah. of, uh, worth of tent. Yeah, you like it? I do. I'm I'm enjoying. I enjoyed season two. I enjoyed the the character arcs and yeah. this and the that mm-hmm. and it's. Stuff that I've known that, that I, it's stories that I know already because of the either the comic book or the video game. So it's all stuff that you've already been following in other media. So now that the show has been a thing on Netflix, you're just that's just another way yeah, you but, to get back but, into the whole Witcher verse. Now it's Henry Cavill as the Witcher. So Superman's the Witcher. It's goddamn Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah. So goddamn. But he's being British. He's British. Because he's probably British. Because he is. He's probably being pro- <laughs> probably British. I wonder if he's still doing some sort of accent. I don't know. Like, maybe. I'm pretending I'm from <clears throat> Liverpool in this one. Yeah. Um, no, but so I'm you a, like it. I'm enjoying it. I mean, How did you watch it? Did you watch it all in one day? You split it up over time? Uh, a couple. I think I split it up over three days. Okay, two or three hours, two or three episodes. Yeah, a cu- couple a episodes a day. All right, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's a way to digest it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Thumbs up, yes, then. Oh yeah, good, yeah. good action. I mean, if you're if you're if you watch the first season, you will not be disappointed by the second. Okay. And you will won't be disappointed by the third and the fourth and however long Henry Cavill decides to nerd out and do this shit. Yeah, he is a nerd, right? Yeah, he's uh, a super nerd. How how would you uh, genre wise? How would you classify the show? It's fantasy. 
just straight up fantasy, it's dark fantasy. fantasy, horror fantasy. It's fantasy, just, just fantasy. Well, well, it's because Lord it, of the Rings style fantasy. Because it is all of those things. It is dark fantasy. It is horror fantasy. It there's is monsters. There, there, there are monsters. There's mutations. There are ancient gods. Is there romance? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Romance and, is and, and the super weird shit too. So and then the weird shit. You, yeah. you need lore. Uh-huh. All of it. You need lore. And it, it's based. It, it. This is like the Polish Gerald. This is the Polish Lord of the Rings. It's a cyberpunk Lord. Cyberpunk twenty seven seven Lord of the Rings. Well, no, I mean these. The, the, Lord of so, the Rings 27. I mean, CD Projekt Reg, they developed their Witcher video games based on the novels. Yeah. So this is just a, this is just a series of uh, uh, a Netflix series based on the novels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's, it's already got a it's backbone a different, story. It's a different telling. Uh, like I said, this is this is this is the Polish Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's already so, there's already a whole thing built out that yeah. There's all there, there are. Books and books, thousands of pages of lore are already pre-built into this world. It's like real so, time. Yeah. Real time's 14 books or something. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, shit. All right. So, so that sounds, that's good. That sounds good. It sounds you like know. people should be happy if they haven't seen it yet, that they should be happy to it, check it, it should, out. Just, if they're into fantasy. Or if it's a fantasy, yeah, just start, start watching The Witcher. Witcher. Oh, fuck. Maybe I should start watching it then. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. What else we got? Uh, Is there more? Oh, and uh, I recently <laughs> got a uh, access to a PlayStation Four again, so <laughs> yeah. I, I started playing uh, Spider Man mm. on the PS Four. Now, is that the one where it's the Insomniac uh, one? And, and does it have the? Is that the one with the Miles Morales expansion? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. And so, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's Spider Man. Having fun swinging around of New course. York City. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, Peter Parker is. He, he he does two things. Mm-hmm. He kicks ass, mm-hmm. and he's like, I I like this Spider Man because he's the Spider Man from the comic books, where he's like almost Deadpool with the quippiness. He's the quipster Spider Man. Yes, yes. Spider Man is a talker. I mean, for sure. There is a there's a portion of it where you're you know you're working with the the, the New York Police Department, and uh, you know you start talking as Spider Cop. <laughs> and, and you know the the whoever's in charge is like oh my god not this again and you're just like you know you're Peter Parker imagine Deadpool doing Spider Cop yeah yeah, and yeah. It's, so you know because like Parker is like a teenager was like oh my god talk like a tough guy yeah like these cops exactly that's super funny yeah it's hilarious it's funny I do like that it's it's very true to the character I and... do like leaning into the comedic Spider Man stuff yeah which sounds like which is what the game does but but it's also a lot of fun I mean it's I mean you're you're swigging webs through new york city and it's from what i hear it's it is new york city so yeah at, the, at but, this but point more, in time you can just map a city and easily make it a game it's pre like mcu marvel new york city so, so what like, the sanctum stark tower well like stark tower is not there it's something else but yeah uh you know the sanctum sanctorum is there you know okay. because you know that's canon from yeah. all of marvel yeah, so yeah, stuff like that okay. is still there but it's it's marvel's new york city not back, baxter building new york city was that the baxter building probably yeah you haven't come across it yet i mean no, that's I'm fantastic pretty, four right? i'm pretty early in the game yeah all right okay because i know that's new york city um we'll but, but it's a lot of fun i mean the, the game is like three years old so i'm way yeah, behind it's, it's not that old i think yakuza zero is even older than that i think that's like a five or six year old game so um but shit so that's I'm playing a, that. That sounds fun. Yeah, that, it is. That sounds good. I like that. I like being Spider Cop. Yeah, yeah. I imagine him with a mustache that's for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> he, definitely, he definitely has a mustache on the deal. A big bushy one. That 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 smells like coffee. Uh huh. Gross. Um, anything else? No. All right. Shit. 
Well, I think we did it with the with the good long first half. Uh, I think second half, Chris is gonna be happy where we're leaving this one. Okay, off. awesome, yeah. good, good. But I just want to play second half, Chris. No, second half, Chris should be fine. Uh, but before that, uh, taking a break, Chris has to get high as hell. <laughs> All right then. So we'll see what happens there. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna be back with second half. We have some news stories. Um, our post-Christmas news stories. It's Christmas week. No, Christmas week. It's Christmas week. I didn't even mention Christmas. Oh, it might. It's Christmas. <laughs> we even... wish you a Merry no, Christmas, Christmas and a Happy me. Drew Year. Oh, my God. We love a good Drew Year. <laughs> no. No, you don't. We love a Drew Year. We love a Drew Year. You don't want a Drew Year. February is right around like, the corner. A month of my life is good. You don't You don't want a whole year of it. it it'll break people, Chris. Man, every four years, February is an extra day. It'll it'll br- it'll break people. It'll break the the normal it'll, it'll mortal man them. will be it broken would. by a typical Drew year. Yeah, no, they would. <laughs> yeah, that's es- especially when it comes to October. Oh man, the yeah, October. Chris, November. I, I sliced my tendon this year. Yeah, that, that was all the way through. Yeah, you you end, up, <laughs> you, end, you end up in emergency hand surgery this year. That was that made up for like the previous year. Nothing happening. You were like nothing happened this year. That's because we're building up stock for next year. Uh-huh. That's bad. Yeah, no, what's I... been happening every year? Hopefully, you better <laughs> hope you gotta have like a blowout on I four this year or something. Or else next year you're gonna have a blowout like in your kneecap yeah. or some shit. Yeah, that sounds about right. Man, yeah, our lives suck. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back with the second half of the show. Cinema Crespediso at gmail.com. Merry Christmas. It's my Australian Santa. I finally get to relax a bit this day after Christmas and I'm making my famous holdover in Orlando, Florida. I'm going down to the uh, Universal Studios. I'm going to check out the Velocicoaster. Have you seen that thing there yet, Drusa Cogman? You've seen that Velocicoaster. You've seen that thing. You've seen pictures of it. It was amazing feats of engineering, mate, I gotta say. Hang ten, bro. Throw in them. <laughs> Throw in the shrimp on the barbie while you're at it. I don't know what this voice is. Mike. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Go Mike. back to Australia. Go Santa. back to Australia, Santa. I'm going back. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Why does this microphone smell like milk and cookies and, and Vegemite? <laughs> uh, that would be Australian Santa. Australian Santa was here. That son of a bitch. That son of a bitch, patreon.com slash so Sign up today for access to bonus episodes as well as past episodes. Uh, CinemaCrespediso at gmail.com. Email us and we'll read it on the show. No one emailed us. Facebook.com slash CinemaCrespediso? Wait, no. That's the page. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's the page. <laughs> There's a group too? Yeah, don't do nothing. Who gives a shit about the page? I guess you can like the page. Who gives a shit? Facebook sucks. Uh, you can join the group. No one use a group. That's fine for the for the question comment thread. I don't give a shit because we have a handful of stories to talk about and uh, only twenty minutes to talk about them in. So here we go. James Franco breaks his silence after four years. Can you believe it's been that long what? of his initial sexual misconduct allegations? <laughs> the whole Me Too thing. It's already been I mean, four all, years since all that shit happened. Because we all knew it was true. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's been like, damn, that long since uh, I mean, look at he his debuted face. this week he's, in Ray Culture he's got, and stuff. He's got the face of a creepy weirdo. He he's creepy. always had the face of a creepy he weirdo. He does have a creepy weirdo I always face. knew he was a creepy weirdo. Fuck you, James Frank, with your creepy weirdo face. He's just a very successful creepy weirdo. You're just a very like successful Like a, a lot of people in Hollywood. Like, yeah, speaking of Spider-Man shit. Man, if he wasn't a creepy weirdo, he could have been in Spider-Man. He could have. 
But he's a creepy weirdo. But you're a creepy weirdo, James Franco. I mean, who actually? Well, that's a, that's the a thing. So, <coughs> I mean, some of the people that were in Spider Man are probably creepy weirdos. We just don't know it yet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Y'all creepy weirdos, man. <coughs> Y'all creepy fucks. Uh, but Franco did a podcast with the uh, he did the not the Joe Rogan show. There's other podcasts. The uh, <coughs> Good Morning America. No, that's a that's a TV show. That's something else. I mean, it's probably a podcast too. He did something called the no, that's not something else. No, I didn't, I didn't, no, no, no. Okay. anyway, he did some sort of fucking <laughs> stupid ass podcast. No, it was a serious XM show. <coughs> it's a serious XM show, but it says it's a Just Cagle podcast. No, okay. No. Fuck this asshole. Anyway, Franco did an interview where he was just like, okay, so uh, all these allegations came out at the time. I chose not to speak against these women because that's just like a bad thing to do. Yeah. But, like, And he did at the time. He was just like, I, cho- I just choose not to confirm or deny. I'm not going to say these women are wrong because I hashtag believe women, but also I'm not a bad guy. He tried to ride a weird yeah. line. Uh-huh. That, in hindsight, worked. It got him I mean, out of, like, yeah. no one talked about him. Uh-huh. Right. People talk about him. Well, people just as, forgot about him. People, people, people just assumed him. the worst and were just like, okay, so he did it. Now his now his Seth Rogen relationship has fallen apart. They don't they don't work together anymore. They well, don't because even really talk. Seth Rogen is a respectable comedian. And he's got a whole, like, business empire now yeah. to worry about. So he can't work with a person who's been accused by multiple women of uh, sexual misconduct, especially as the head of a, an acting school where the uh, people doing the allegations were students. Yeah, he fucked them all. Yeah, that's bad. And uh, <clears throat> at least two of them settled in a lawsuit over the summer with him uh, to the tune of $2.2 million. To shut the fuck up. Yeah, someone doesn't do that when they're innocent. No. So he does his interview where he says, um, blah, blah, blah. Essentially, like, yeah, you know what? I had done fucked up. My bad. And he did some introspecting. And what, what had happened was, at the time, he was, quote, sober in uh-huh. that he hadn't the drink or alcohol, smoking it. Maybe he's California sober, yeah. I don't know. But he wasn't, he had a bad He was on hard drugs. He was on hard drugs. <laughs> he An addiction uh, addict. He was an yeah. addict, uh-huh. right? Addictive yeah. personality. So, just, so his new addiction was pussy. He was a sex addict. Yeah. And he didn't recognize that at the time. He thought he was, quote, normal and well. he was clean. <laughs> but he was a sex addict and he was, <laughs> and he was using his position in Hollywood. <laughs> You're okay there, buddy. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew he's a garbage human being. He will continue to be a garbage human being Mm -hmm. as long as people let him be a garbage human Ah, being. I guess that's the last part right there is the caveat. Will people allow him to keep being a garbage human being when people like his friends like Seth Rogen, who he said in the same interview, is like, that was the most fulfilling, greatest friendship and working relationship of my life. We never argued. We always saw eye to eye. It was great. When that falls apart because of his life, that should mean that'll make a person pause and be like, let me get some help and talk to some people and get my shit back in order. Maybe James Franco can be less of a shit human being as he enters his forties and fifties. Mm. It's hard. It's hard. Uh, of course, if you want to get philosophical with it, philosophical. Is, no, philosophical. I'm going to get philosophical <laughs> because I'm talking about the great Steven Seagal film on Deadly Ground. Okay. You want to get philosophical? <laughs> What's the word I'm trying to say? Philosophical. That's what I want to say. If you want to get philosophical with it? You ask yourself, what does it take to change the essence of a man? And then if you're Mike Starr, you respond, "Time. I need time." He's all. He's very sad because he just got hit in the stomach. Um, it's like we, and then he goes, we all do, my brother. And it's like, oh, man, Seagal, he'll beat you, but also he'll give you the Buddhist love. 
but you don't have enough slice <laughs> head gone. <laughs> He'll also slice your head off. Um, 12 months of Seagal on patreon.com slash crispy. So that was interesting. <laughs> so Franco wants to, he's quote, been doing a lot of work. End quote. <laughs> I'm trying to be less of a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Congratulations. Uh, we all are. Mentioned in the first half, but Hades wins the Hugo Award, making history as the first video game to ever do so. Pretty cool. I mean, I'm just finally glad that people cool. are that well that the es- the establishment <laughs> is recognizes video game as the art that it is. Yes, that's fair, and we'll see if they then try to change the rules to like then ban video games. I don't think L- like they did with Watchmen. Yes, I was about to say <laughs> Hugo Awards. It got bestowed upon Watchmen, and then they changed it to be like no more comics. <laughs> yep, those fucks. Um, but apparently, I think other video games have been nominated in the past, so. Uh, maybe, maybe it's like you said. Maybe it's just time that people have recognized. It's an art form. It's an art form. It's it just, is. It is. It is the same as film. It is the same as books. Same as all this other bullshit. Fashion. It is, it is food. It is storytelling at sometimes at its finest. Yeah, I can tell you a story with a four course meal, with a video game, with a painting, with all these things. Right. <clears throat> um. So congratulations, Hades. Good for you. Uh, let's talk a little bit of video game stuff. We have first off uh, the Flash. Okay. Apparently, how did this information come out? This is so fascinating. the The cast list was revealed in a weird way for the Flash video game. Uh, apparently, let's see. It's a Flash video game. That's been first off. The writer of the Flash is the lady who wrote Birds of Prey okay. and some. Else. And uh, where is it? This is so fascinating. How come it's so deep in this article? Here we go. Warner Brothers has a 2022 movie preview on their official website, uh-huh. which has a rundown of all their like anticipated projects, which includes The Flash. It has a brief tease, which has a synopsis. Quote, Ezra Miller stars as Barry Allen, a.k.a. The Flash, who pushes the limits of his superpowers in the DC superheroes first ever single feature film. Okay. Here's the cast list. Ezra Miller, Ron Livingston, who is replacing um Billy Crudup, who has to leave because of scheduling. Michael Keaton, we know that already. Yeah. Kirstie Clemens, okay. Michael Shannon, what, what, what? <laughs> wait, wait, so, okay, so, so that, well, well, I mean, technically. Mm, put it together, put it together, true. He's not. <laughs> so he's going back to that. I don't know how to say it. Ante, Ante Trow. Ante Trow? He, he is in that DC. Remember, there is a DC universe, apparently. There is. <laughs> and Aunt, Aunt, Ante Trow. I don't know how to say this lady's name, but the lady who was Feora. Okay. Also in the cast yep. list. Zod and Feora are going to be in the Flash, baby. Well. Uh, and also, very weirdly, this cast list lists Michael Keaton twice. No. Some Two Michael Keatons? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he'll go back to both Batman movies. You see that glimpse of young Nick Cage in the unbearable weight of massive talent trailer? Yeah. We'll see how that holds up. That's going to be interesting. I mean, she's, that movie's going to be weird. That's going to be a bonkers <laughs> movie. Bonkers It's movie. Nick Cage playing Nick Cage. Yes, but like crazy Nick well, Cage. Well, that's what I'm saying. But then also young Nick Cage. No, it's, like it's, talking to him. It's, it's like... It's Nick Cage playing... Nick Cage. Yes. Like, really, <laughs> really, like, beef. Oh, man. It, I, yeah. I can't wait. That, I mean. That trailer looks interesting. The trailer for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once looks interesting. Yes. That's from the directors of uh, Swiss Army Man. Really? Yes. That's why it looks interesting. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, that, a, it, it's like, it's like Kung Fu Hustle meets Cloud Atlas. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
uh, Jet Li already did it with the one. Remember the one? You ever yeah. see that one? Yeah, it wasn't very good. That was terrible. No, it was terrible. Uh, it says a film by Daniels because the two guys they are the Daniels. Both, both name is Daniel. They're both Daniels. So that's fine. So just like Swiss Army Man was the probably the, the the if you say Daniel Radcliffe, I will say first off Harry Potter because duh. <laughs> but after that, I will say Swiss Army Man. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, that was the, the bonkers. The best course performance this side of a weekend at Bernie's movie for sure. Oh, this, dude, way far, way far, dude. This is weekend at Bernie's. This is Superman meets weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like this is what if you're hanging out with Superman's corpse. Weekend at Bernie's. It's still superpowers. It's so good. It's so good. He uses a boat. Also, um, speaking of Daniel Radcliffe, he looks incredible in that trailer for uh, what's that? The 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 the, 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 the Sandra Bullock Channing Tatum movie? Yeah, like what is like he's got the it's like the tight on the side with the big hair and the beard uh-huh. and with his soup. Yeah. He looks incredible. Good for you, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> I'm just glad he's still working. Yeah, he didn't fall into the Mark Hamill thing. Like stuck with his yeah. one role, his one iconic role. Christopher Reeve got yep, stuck with Superman. Thing. You know, yeah. speaking of Superman. Um, he seems to be like doing it. He seems like a, like it's a weird thing where some people you just like he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, go on, <laughs> you, know you seem nice. Why do we do that? We're weird. We're stupid people. <laughs> For some reason, I like him. I don't even like Harry Potter, but I like Radcliffe. He seems fine. Uh, and also, that movie looks cute. That Tatum Tatum yeah. Bullock one. Yeah, it looks cute. It looks fine. Looks like a, a romancing the stone, like a goofier romancing the stone. Um, uh, what's I, I may Jewel, watch Jewel it on Denial. some sort of yes. streaming service one day. Can't wait to watch it on Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Keaton joins the cast of Batgirl. Interesting. Yes, HBO Max's. It's an HBO Max original. Not even come out in theaters. Batgirl, directed by the two guys that did the uh, Bad Boys Three for Life. And, <laughs> right? Is that crazy? <laughs> Worst choice for titles ever. Are they sort of doing a Bad Girl Beyond? Maybe. Maybe that could be interesting. That would be weird. But Michael Keaton's fucking straight up in the Bad Girl movie. I mean, technically, in the Dark Knight Returns stuff, mm-hmm. one of the Bat people is a girl, but she's not a Bat Girl. She's I mean, she turns into Bat Girl. Bat. Well, there's Bat she's Girl. Like, she's like bat- a but she's like Cat Lady thing. Oh, I gave a straight up different name. Yeah, but there's Bat Girl well, and there's Bat Woman. Yeah. Mahon. This is just some completely different. There's just some, but but from but, sprung but, from that. But but she at one point she's a different animal, same doing the same stuff, and then she does become like the next reincarnation okay. of Batman, like the Canary Lady or something. Although Black Canary is but, also another yeah. character. Uh, it's like uh, what's the uh, like so a Nightwing, cool like a Lady Nightwing sort of thing. Lady Nightwing, just call Lady Nightwing. There's always that old thing where just just add she or lady <laughs> to it. Is that sexist though, Chris? Oh yeah. <laughs> Totally. Can't, well, have to, can't have their own characters. There's well, got to be female why versions of existing characters. Why don't you just call it Nightwing and have it be a lady? Because because I wanted to be people to know this Nightwing has tits <laughs> and a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so do we have to call him Mr. Bat- Mr. Nightwing then? No, because it's just... Is it, it's, assumed no, that he, because it, he's, it's assumed that he has a penis? He's a, he, he's a hero. He's a superhero, so it is assumed he's a man. But now we got a we got a lady superhero. Get out of here! What is this? The eighties? No, it's not the eighties. <laughs> um, Matthew Vaughn uh-huh. wants to make a Superman movie. Okay. And he wants to make it with Henry Cav- Henry Cavill. Okay. And he says he wants to make it quote colorful and fun. He wants it to be the opposite of Man of Steel, the Zack Snyder Superman stuff. No, thank you. 
You don't want you're not down with colorful bright Batman or Superman. I mean, I'm okay with it, but it's not for me. No, okay. So he can make it all he wants, but I probably won't watch it. Ooh, choose the copper and draw the line in the sand. <laughs> Fuck your bright Superman. I don't like Boy Scout Superman. It's not fun. You don't. It's have Captain to. America. It's, you, why you the fuck am I watching it? The only reason, yeah. I mean... The well, o- Captain America got thrown in some thorny, gray situations. I mean, yes his and suit, no. His suit got darker and darker with each film. I, that, that I did enjoy. And, mm. I mean, this what, the second one was just a political thriller with fucking Robert Redford. Yes. So. Yes, the first one's very forgettable. The second one's a political thriller. With Robert Redford. <laughs> and, and, and then the third one is just uh, Avengers 2.5 or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. It just features so many goddamn characters. But yeah, I mean, when it comes to comic books, I don't give a fuck about Superman or Captain America. Okay, yeah. You know what? Fair. That's fair. You give a fuck about John Wick? Fuck yeah. He got delayed until 2023. I'm okay with that. Uh, it was, This is so funny. Thank you, Pandemic, for fucking things up. May 21st, 2021. That was months ago. Yeah. That same weekend, we were supposed to get John Wick 4 and Matrix Resurrections. Ooh, double Keanu. Yeah, we were, we were going to have Keanu weekend. Wouldn't that have been amazing? That would have been... That been it, it, you know what? Almost could have been too much. T- I was Together, it would have been just a long Matrix movie. <laughs> yeah. Because I would have gotten my action. Yeah. I would have gotten my bearded Keanu action. Yeah. And then I would have got my bearded Keanu philosophy. Yeah, you would have got it all. Oh, man, that could have been good. Um. Anyway, major resurrections got the latest, obviously. Now and now, John Wick Four has been pushed to May twenty twenty two. I just want to know what animal is going to ride next. Actually, wait a second. No, did it get pushed again? <laughs> it did. They got pushed again to March twenty twenty three. He uh, he he just learned how to ride a horse faster this time. Okay. At full gallop. Apparently, he wasn't riding at full gallop in okay. John Wick 3. Okay. So, in, in John Wick 4, it picks up with him in the desert riding a horse at full gallop. Okay. March 2023. Ooh, over a year away now. Okay. Anyway. I just want John Wick riding more animals. Crazy yeah. ones. A horse, uh, elephant. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. A, a, war, a John Wick war elephant yeah. with, like, yes. mini, like miniguns on the yes. side Yes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be so awesome. Holy shit. <laughs> Just shooting dudes on motorcycles dressed in all black. Driving through a desert. <laughs> desert. Where does elephant come from? Who cares? And why is it, it's why does it have so many miniguns strapped to it? What? It's John Wick. It's John Wick. what he does. <laughs> this is my elephant. Brian Fuller. Brian Fuller did uh, most famously probably Hannibal. The TV Hannibal. Okay, yeah. Right. The, that was way more violent for NBC than I ever thought possible. Like, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, holy shit. They allowed this? Yeah, exactly. How did this get allowed? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That was so wild. Um, he did a podcast called The King Cast, a very popular Stephen King-centric podcast, where they asked him about his work on uh, his adaptation of Christine. Okay. Where he is doing not a remake of John Carpenter's Christine. But an adaptation but of the book. Going back to even more uh, faithful version of, of Stephen King's version, Stephen King's story. Um, and... He says, uh, the, 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 the quote that I thought was the, the most interesting, funny quote, our version of Christine will be horny as hell. Oh, oh so, okay, so it's going to be more like Crash? Yeah, maybe. Ooh. <laughs> You're going there. I like it. You're going the, there. The, the other Crash, the, 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 the less famous Crash. I, th- I think there's just more fucking <clears throat> inside the car is what's going to happen. So like I said, like Crash. 
Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, it's being developed by uh, Brian Fuller, along with... Oh, this is interesting. Sony Pictures and Blumhouse are teaming up, and then the producer is Vincenzo Natale, who directed the aforementioned Cube. Uh, okay. When we're talking about Hades. Yeah. yeah. Vincenzo Natale. Man, remember that movie Splice? Yes. That was a... Talk about, that talk, movie was weird. Talk about weird and horny. When that thing... Oh, but that, that, was, that was what Species wanted to be. Yes. Yes. Like, this is titillating, but also horrific. Yeah. Like, I like it, but I don't. You're going to fuck the monster, aren't you? Yep. This monster going <laughs> to fuck me? Did it just change and no one's to fuck me? This is bad. It's going to fuck me in the woods. Um, here we go. Final story. Ghostbusters. Oh, this is <laughs> this is weird. I don't This is weird. This is weird. Uh, who is it? Who put it out? Is it Warner Brothers? They have a... They put together a Ghostbusters... DVD like box set home video collection. Okay, it's Sony, Sony Pictures. They put together this box set, and they put it on Twitter, and it's uh, it's Ghostbusters one, two, and and Ghostbusters Afterlife, and it's Gips Ghostbusters Answer the Call or whatever the fuck the Paul Feig Feig one is called. So that one is just not canon. They're pretending it's not canon. Uh, Paul Feig, who's been very much like. Rara, go Ghostbusters! Oh, here's a new one. Yeah, this movie's awesome. We love it. He's been trying to be Team Ghostbusters no matter what this whole time. He tweeted uh, in response to that um, at Sony Pictures. I know this must be a mistake. We do have a lot of fans, and Bill, Dan, and Ernie were in it, and it won the Kids Choice Award for Best Feature Film the year it came out. So I guess this was just an oversight. No. They're trying to cancel it. That sucks. They, they don't think it was good enough. That sucks. And you know what? I think it's going to end up, when it's all said and done, it's going to end up making more money at the box office than this new one did. It's fine. Um, I think it's wild. And also, when it won Best Feature for the Kids' Choice Award, I believe the children are our future. If they, if they like it, then fuck it. Who gives a shit? Well, the kids liked it then, but they like it now. That is the question. Ooh, four years later, they're like, no, I was a baby. <laughs> I was a baby. Also, I didn't understand awards and the voting process <laughs> at the time. I was roped into a, an award system that I did not agree to. I did not consent to. Um, anyway, the whole Ghostbusters saga has been strange Yeah. over the last few years, I got to oh, say. It's been I strange. Agree. It's been weird. And you know what, Drew Sikogwin? What? That's the final Cinema Crest of 2021. Oh, shit. That's fucking, that's stupid. Fuck that year. I don't understand that at all. Didn't we just, wasn't it just 2019? I mean, this entire year was a dumpster fire. The last two years. Chris, I mean, it's been a dumpster fire for a while now. It's been, you know what? It's been like. It's been, it's been progressively getting worse somehow. Like, I, I never thought it would get worse. And it gets worse in ways that I never. Th- I, I, it's all getting. Get it. It's all getting worse. Ocean levels are rising. The one side of the country is on fire, while the other side is underwater. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's eighty degrees in December. What the fuck is going on? Chicago just went a uh, whole from went to summer solstice to winter solstice for the first time in in recorded history. They went the whole time without snowfall. Get used to it. There will be no get used to because it it'll be a, a hot hell on earth situation. In 10 years, <laughs> we're just gonna be dead. We're not gonna be able to get used to. We're just gonna be dead. Get ready to die, guys. In the meantime, Patreon.com/slash me So sign up today. Thank you, Joseph Kyber. You are welcome, listeners. Uh, peace out. A PFT Media Production.